0: Household, The oak tree flourished still, and of course there had been and there were the apple and cherry and apricot trees, the lilacs and trumpet vines and the daylilies. A few of her mother's irises managed to bloom. At Easter, she and her sisters could still bring in armfuls of flowers, and their father's eyes would glitter with tears, and he would say, Ah, yes, yes. As if they had brought some memento, these flowers only a pleasant reminder of flowers. Why should this staunch and upright house seem to her so abandoned, so heartbroken? The eye of the beholder, she thought. Still, seven of her father's children came home as often as they could manage to, and telephoned, and sent notes and gifts and crates of grapefruit. Their own children, from the time they could grasp a crayon and scrawl, were taught to remember Grandpa, then Great-Grandpa. Parishioners and their children and grandchildren looked in on her father with a faithfulness that would have taxed his strength if the new minister had not hinted at the problem. And there was Ames, her father's alter ego, in whom he had confided so long and so utterly that he was a second father to them all, not least in the fact of knowing more about them than was entirely consistent with their comfort. Sometimes they made their father promise not to tell anyone, by which he knew they meant Reverend Ames, since he was far too discreet to repeat any confidence, except in the confessional of Ames's stark bachelor kitchen, where, they suspected, such considerations were forgotten. And what was their father not to tell? How they informed on Jack? "'telling him what Jack had said, what Jack had done or seemed inclined to do. "'I have to know,' their father said. "'For his sake.' "'So they told on their poor scoundrel brother, who knew it, "'and was irritated and darkly amused, and who kept them informed or misinformed, "'and inspired urgent suspicions among them which they felt they had to pass on, "'whatever their misgivings.' "'to spare their father having to deal with the sheriff again. "'They were not the kind of children to carry tales. "'They observed a strict code against it among themselves, in fact, "'and they made an exception of Jack "'only because they were afraid to do otherwise. "'Will they put him in jail?' "'They asked one another miserably "'when the mayor's son found his hunting rifle in their barn. "'If they had only known, they could have returned it "'and spared their father's surprise and humiliation.' at least with a little warning he could have composed himself, persuaded himself to feel something less provocative than pure alarm. But no, they did not put him in jail. Jack, standing beside his father, made yet another apology and agreed to sweep the steps of the city hall every morning for a week. And he did leave the house early every morning, Leaves and maple wings accumulated at City Hall until the week was over and the mayor swept them up. No, his father would always intercede for him. The fact that his father was his father usually made intercession unnecessary, and that boy could apologize as fluently as any of the rest of the Boutons could say the Apostles' Creed. A decade of betrayals, minor and major, was made worse by awareness on every side that they were all constantly alert to transgression and its near occasion, and made worse still by the fact that Jack never repaid them in kind, though this may only have been because their own mischief was too minor to interest him. To say they shared a bad conscience about Jack to this day would be to overstate the matter a little." No doubt he had his own reasons for staying away all these years, refusing all contact with them. Assuming, please God, he was alive. It was easy to imagine in retrospect that Jack might have tired of it all, even though they knew he made a somber game of it. Sometimes he had seemed to wish he could simply trust a brother, a sister. They remembered that from time to time he had been almost candid, had spoken almost earnestly. Then he would laugh, but that might have been embarrassment. They were attentive to their father all those years later, in part because they were mindful of his sorrow, and they were very kind to one another, and jovial, and fond of recalling good times and looking through old photographs, so that their father would laugh and say, Yes, yes, you were quite a happy